Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, the 16th of January, 2024. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, and we are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. And uh, today we're going to bring in Andrew Whalen. Uh, so he's always uh, a very favorite one. And uh, Hope many of you got his book. Uh, it's an ebook that we we let you all know about it last time. It, we're following through this month. We're on day 16. It's like a prayer guide and a great revelation. It's called Dreams to Save a Nation. If you guys want to put that link up there uh, where people can still order it, it's not too late. My my wife keeps a couple of times. I you know she reminded me, and so uh, there it goes. Vanquish PW. That's actually Andrew Whalen's site. And, and order it right there. It's a downloadable ebook. So I'm sure he'll be talking about that a little bit as well today. So really amazing stuff with that. So today's was interesting. I don't know about whole witchcraft that the enemy is trying to bring against the children. So get that book if you can. It's not too late. So, all right. And I, it certainly works. You know, we're going through one day uh, a month. I mean, each day of the month is is the reading decrease for that day. But I'm sure he will clarify that it's not out of date at the end of this month. It's just that that's how we're doing it. But if you really want to get involved in the prayers and the decrees and understanding what God's saying, get that book. So, all right, uh, a quick announcement that Kat Kerr will be with us uh, tomorrow. We record her this afternoon. And now we're going to go ahead and run a quick spot about, here's a well that we we dug in Uganda, or we are digging. I can't remember which one there they're gonna run but uh, this is a uganda well i know that so here we go over seven million people in uganda lack access to safe clean water but you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water but there is still a need there are still many who don't have access to clean water would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of uganda Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. And as always, thank you so much for your contributions and donations. Um, Each one, no matter if it's a little or a lot, uh, it goes a long way to changing people's lives over there in the African countries especially. So, all right. God bless you. And it's time to bring in Andrew Whalen. So here's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. So good. Welcome to the broadcast. We just said hello off the air, uh, but welcome. And tell people, well, I just mentioned that book and we gave people the website. Is that if they get past, if they start in the middle of the month, is that is that create a problem if they, is the rest of the month out of date suddenly or what? How does that work out? Yeah. Well, thanks, Steve, for bringing me on today. Appreciate being here. And yes, the book, uh, Dreams to Save a Nation. 30 days of prophetic revelation to fuel intercession for America. Um, You know, what we've done is we've started to pray from the first day of 2024 for the first 30 days. So we're on day 16, as is January 16th. But um, in saying that, I'm encouraging people, and it's something I'm going to do myself. I'm going to actually go through this book every month every 30 days i'm just going to revisit each day through the um you're saying you're saying personally that's what you're going to continue to do is that what you mean yeah and i'm actually i'm actually encouraging other people to do the same um you know i really feel like i feel like we're moving into such an important year and time Mm -hmm. that we need to be those who aren't just striking the arrow uh, the arrows five or three or four times. We're striking five and six. We are saying no. We are pursuing our enemies. We are overtaking them. So oh, good. You know, yeah. So I'm encouraging people. Hey, revisit this thing. Yeah, and I, what what I meant by the question is, I want to make people to be sure that they knew we we weren't saying on the air here we're going to start over each month. That this is once that once this this month is over as far as that. Uh, then you're going to continue and you're uh, going through it and you're you're encouraging other people to do the same thing. Um, yes. Yeah, that was really, really good. I do too. I encourage you. It's powerful. Today's was very powerful about the witchcraft 
Sorry. Now, are we talking about any of that that was in the, today's book today? Yeah. Uh, well, we can if if you we can go there if you would like. It's not necessarily the the main. Uh, well, let's yeah, let's go with what you where you were headed. Uh, uh, but I just I do really want to encourage people to to get that because it was so God gave you, uh, and I think I've heard you tell the story on on when I've had you on before, where God gave you uh, some revelation in in the spirit. I don't remember if it was in dream form or if he just took you there, but you you got in. I think it was a dream form, but it was just as specific where he took you into a witch's coven meeting in a fancy hotel and yeah. uh, what their plans were. I remember us talking about that on the air. So well, anyway, why don't you jump in with where you want to go today? We have a lot on our plate today, so I'll, I'll yeah. let you jump right in there. Well, yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, yeah. So on the previous time I was on, I was on with Johnny Inlow, and that's where I first announced the book. And I shared a dream on there that I'm going to reshare the dream uh, because I think it's really significant. And I've found some interesting uh, information out about it that I think will just add some clarity and some help. So I'm just going to jump right into that. Uh, yeah, go for it. So the dream that uh, I had was December uh, 26th of 2023. And um, in my dream, I was invited by someone to sleep in what looked like a library or a book vault of kingdom and Christian writings. I was amazed at how many books were in this place. I was asked in the dream if I had written a work, and I said yes. Um, and I, in the dream, I was thinking of the book that we just talked about, Dreams to Save a Nation. And I heard someone in the dream say, 30, 3 zero, 30 is key. I knew when I heard this that 30 was a key of the kingdom mm. for this coming year, 2024. So in the dream, I had chills go up and down my mm. spine when I thought specifically about the number 30. And I felt, you know, as a side commentary here, I kind of feel like the Lord allowed me to experience that in the dream so that I would remember. 30 yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I can't remember feeling a, a thing like that, but it sounds like it was very potent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I really remembered it. So yeah. I was trying to figure out in the dream what the 30 meant. When someone said 30 is key, I was trying to figure out what did that mean? And then I remembered the book that I had written called Dreams to Save a Nation, 30 Days of Prophetic Revelation to Fuel Intercession for America. Mm. So in the next scene of the dream, I was walking through this library of kingdom books and works. Uh, I was preparing to find a place to lie down. On the way, I saw several books from authors that I recognized. Specifically, I saw Bill Johnson's book, God is Good, and John Bevere's book, The Fear of the Lord. Mm. Then I saw one book that really captured my attention, and it was called The Demonic Gospel. Mm. On the cover, I saw demons of all shapes and sizes illustrated surrounding and touching the word gospel. I grabbed the book off of the shelf because I wanted to read it while I was lying down. Now, by the way, I didn't know who wrote. I'd never heard of the demonic gospel, and I didn't know. I didn't see any author on this book. I just grabbed it, and I was really interested, like I needed to read it. Um, and, and I'm not going to get into the other commentary about Bill and John's book, but, mm. but I do feel like God is kind of saying something about 2024. It's almost like... Behold the goodness or the kindness and the severity of the mm. Lord. I think we're going to see these two things operating in tandem. In, and in fact, I think the goodness of God in his goodness, he's going to bring a restoration of the fear of the Lord because we desperately need it in America. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I grabbed this one book called The Demonic Gospel off of the shelves. I wanted to read it while I was lying down. As I was lying down within this library, I realized at this point that there were several other people 
staying in this library. I noticed one man who was hiding behind the shelves laying down. I asked one of the other people in this place who he was and if they trusted him. They said he has been here a long time, and though he is a bit strange, he has never caused problems. However, I discerned that this man was demonized, and then I knew that the demons in him did not want me to read the book that I had in my hands. I knew that during the night, they would try, like meaning the demons in this man, would try to kill me if I did not stay alert. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So next, I opened the book, Demonic Gospel, to read. And I began to read about the year 2024. So I think that's really interesting because, um, you know, I didn't know what I was going to read when I opened this book, but I knew when I opened it, I'm reading about the year 2024. I read about famous ministers and some lesser known ministers who had died. I was shocked that they had died. However, in the book, it said, idolatry equals death. Now, as a, just a side note here, I'm not going to share who I saw. I, you know, some of these things, I I don't know if they represent something and I just want to be careful with that, obviously. And, and so, um, you know, anyway, so the, in the book, it said idolatry equals death. Then I read how the demons seek to infiltrate the gospel with the allowance of idolatry. I saw the words homosexuality, LGBTQ, sexual perversion, and immorality. Those were the words I saw in the book. I knew in the dream that the demonic gospel was the mixture, tolerance, and acceptance of these kinds of idolatries, both in the message preached and the messengers preaching them. I had a terrible fear of the Lord as I knew that some ministers whom people would never consider compromised or in idolatry suddenly died because I knew this. I knew the glory of God in 2024 was coming with a greater intensity and expression. I also knew that in the goodness of God, he was going to restore a shocking amount of the fear of the Lord. And it would return us to powerful prayer. So finally, the dream concluded with me pondering the key of 30 and how we could intervene through prayer for 2024. So that was uh, that was the dream. And um, wow. And I, I know you and I talked about this dream. Before, I don't know if it was the last show or before that, maybe when I was on with Johnny. So this is, and I remember asking a question about that because you said a shocking amount of fear of the Lord. And I said, and I was asking, what what, what do you mean a shocking amount? What does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I Here's what I feel, and it's something I believe the Lord has been speaking to me for a while, is that we won't see the kind of the fear of the Lord, in, especially in America. Yeah. Until we actually see some of the injustices uh, being dealt with, like we need to see justice happen for some areas of real un- injustice. And once we start to see justice, true justice mm. uh, being uh, ministered into our nation, whether it's, you know, whether it's those who are um, in the church that are operating in behind the scenes in, in real wickedness and idolatry, um, or it's those in government. I think this year we're going to start to see justice being doled out by the Lord. And, and as a result, I believe it may mean the death of certain individuals. Um, now, again, that's, you know, I'm not necessarily praying that against anybody, but I do believe that that's part of what God's saying is that, so like if there if we if we saw for instance we became shocked because suddenly someone 
someone who's a well-known Christian figure drops dead in front of everybody, if that were to happen, again, we're not wishing that on anybody, right. but if that were to happen, the, the shocking amount of fear of the Lord would suddenly come upon us in the same way as if this, if, if some really harsh judgment came in, uh, against, uh, let's say, in the world, let's say to a favorite Hollywood celebrity, and they had to be, they had to lose their life as an example, and they dropped it and while they're in the middle of cursing God, that would cause to the world oh yeah a shocking amount of fear those are just examples those are not prophetic words you know right well it's it's reminds me of ananias and sapphira in the new testament church when when they died uh as a result of lying to the holy spirit yeah and it said that the church was you know there was fear that was in in the people and i'm thinking well it may mean that that kind of uh dimension of the justice of god the uh the terror of the lord in a sense will be restored and i think it's actually healthy because we're seeing we're seeing so much uh wickedness and evil prevail in so many ways and god's saying i'm i'm going to shift some things and that's the other thing is you know once god starts to deal with the world and and those people who've been operating in human trafficking and those things when we when it's announced that they're actually being dealt with um maybe it's military tribunals or maybe it's you know execution whatever the case i mean there's going to be sh- you know shock waves of fear oh yeah that go through the camp of the, of the enemy well, let me ask you a question about that and maybe it's just a, your insight is you know when we hear about things that uh that may be uncovered yet in the future. And this would be by, maybe it's a mega church pastor, maybe it's a small church pastor, but that we'll find out they were involved in something as, let's say it's severe as human trafficking as an example. And yet Ananias and Sapphira, all they did was try to take a little bit of glory for their donation. That's not exactly in our mind, uh, death decree worthy, thing but in in the holy spirit's mind they deserved only one thing the end of their life so i guess my question is are we going to be shocked do you think about the level at which god wants in integrity uh because that's just an integrity issue we might say to some oh they're always hogging glory for themselves they shouldn't do that but it was only that right well uh, yeah i've i've considered that Steve, yeah. I've, I've thought, man, that is an intense, uh, you know, I think it's for anybody to read through the scriptures and get to that part with Ananias and Sapphira, you're like, oh my Lord, help, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> um, but, but I do believe I, that's where I'm wondering what kind of glory will be present in yeah. the earth where, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to touch it. You don't want to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I think we're going to get there. Um, and I think the restoration of the fear of the Lord is going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen just just because uh, we all of a sudden just feel like fearing the Lord. I think there's going to be cause for the fear of the Lord. Yeah, there's, there's going to be justice on a level that that might take our breath away. We're having, in other words, we're going to have to see with our eyes someone involved in this and suddenly they're taken you know yeah boy i'll tell you what because i like to think of myself as having quite a bit of fear of the lord but boy would that do it right yeah that (laughs) do it that would amplify any fear of the lord i thought i had right and you say lord what were they doing well they were they were giving themselves more credit than they needed to give instead of me you took him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but that's what happened i mean he says he lied to the holy spirit well he lied and said that this money you know he, by his actions he didn't even necessarily do it by his words he made he wanted people to think that that all the money he he had promised you know was here yeah you know so anyway we could talk about that for a while but yeah, right yeah. well i think that's really um yeah I, well, I'll tell you this, this isn't on my notes, Steve, but I remember having a dream uh, several years ago where I found myself prophesying in the dream 
that we're coming into the times where the Herods are going to be eaten by worms. Whoa. And Whoa. if you remember how Herod didn't give glory or praise to God, yeah, fell down and was basically, it says, you know, eaten by worms. And, um, and I think that, that we might be coming into those times where God's saying, when it's time to, when my glory and my name is being, uh, not honored and, and flesh has risen so high. And that's the thing about this dream. It said idolatry equals death. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. I've never thought that before. I've never had that phrase. Obviously, we know the wages of sin is death. Yeah. But I, I almost feel like God's saying idolatry has risen up so much uh, in the earth and and um, and it's been allowed. It's been the, the mixture has has tried to defile and corrupt so much that God's saying, now I'm going to deal with it swiftly and severely. Yeah. Um, so we all need to say, Lord, mercy, you know, mercy yeah. here, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Wow. But yeah. I think ultimately it's going to be the goodness of God that brings us back into a healthy uh, fear of the Lord. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, I'll keep going on with this dream sure. here um, because I, I shared this when I was on with Johnny, and I think it's very interesting um, about that book, Demonic Gospels or Demonic Gospel. I actually did a um, actually someone sent me a text and they said, did you know there's actually a book called Demonic Gospel uh, or Demonic Gospels? And I said, no, I had no idea. So they sent me this book. Um, well, they didn't give me the book. They just had me look up. Uh, the reference, and it was by a man named Ken Johnson, and it's called The Demonic Gospels. Ooh. And it's interesting, the cover of that book had a demon entity on it. Um, and let me just kind of break down a few things I found, and, and this is going to tie in with this, even the key of 30, when I heard for 2024, the key of 30. So real quickly, just to summarize, if, if I can give it a summary, um, yeah the uh it had to do with the gnostics the old um gnosticism which is the greek word for wisdom or knowledge and um it was adopted so gnosticism back in the day was adopted in a spirit of vanity hmm. um it, it was like this pride thing in order to reveal that the disciples of the true knowledge were in possession of a higher degree of spiritual wisdom than was attainable by those who had not been initiated into their mis into their mysteries. Sounds very secret society-ish. Yeah, it does, does it? And full of pride and arrogance and yeah. So it's interesting because Paul addresses Gnosticism and, and these kind of uh this mystery uh sect and mixture that was being presented in those in the early church. And he said this in 1 Timothy 6, 20 through 21, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. There's your gnosis uh, or Gnostic, um, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Ooh. And he says, grace be with you all. Now, here is something very interesting. What I found is that the Gnostic beliefs, there's a lot of variation with those who were who would be considered Gnostics, but typically they had a, a very similar set of main beliefs. And here's what the Gnostic beliefs simply were. Um, there are they believe there are 30 aeons, which are 30 gods. So remember that number 30. <laughs> There are 30 gods that exist in the, uh, what, whatever they call it, the pleroma, maybe hmm. whatever, whatever that might mean, the spirit realm. Okay. Outside of time and space. And they believe that the goddess Sophia, okay. um, which we would probably refer to as uh, the queen of heaven, according to scripture. So they believe that the goddess Sophia 
created uh, the uh, someone called the Demiurge, which is a creator, a creator angel. So they believe that the Queen of Heaven created our God of the Old Testament. So if that makes sense, if you're following. Yeah. Yeah, so in other words, our our Father God that we pray to, they believe that Sophia created him. Yes. Yeah. And they and they believed he was a tyrant and that he was unaware of the other 30 gods. And and um they believe that our God Yahweh thought he was the only god. Gee. Yeah. Demonic. What a demonic belief. So here's what um, they believe. They believe our God, the Old Testament God, created man. But they believe the Queen of Heaven. I'm just going to use Queen of Heaven because that's essentially yeah. what it is. Yeah. It, they believe Queen of Heaven gave man a spirit. Some may be saved if they do good enough works, but some are predestined to go to hell. And Gnostics um, believe that they have spirits that are emanations from the queen of heaven and this makes them predestined to be saved and it is impossible for them to lose their salvation and it doesn't matter if their behavior is good or evil really and in fact they believe that the most perfect this is very important to hear the most perfect of them so those who are initiated into this gnostic mystery uh knowledge they believe the most perfect of them intentionally addict themselves to evil deeds what? and especially are in the habit of defiling the women and the children that they convert are you kidding no this is really interesting stuff and so what they believe also is that eventually all matter will be destroyed since matter to them like our earthly world they believe in all matter humanity is evil it's not capable of salvation and and you're, what you're probably hearing me say while i'm reading this you're probably hear, hearing some very uh connected uh storylines of what the the world elites the luciferians the freemasons are are believing and also, you know, even the uh, depopulation thing, you know, yeah. they, they're all behind this. So they, and it's interesting, they utter mantras to affect nature. And this is really interesting, which is witchcraft. But they believe the Old Testament God did create Adam and Eve, but he enslaved them. And then Sophia, or the Queen of Heaven sent a creator angel in the form of a serpent into the Garden of Eden to free Eve, Adam and Eve, by eating from the tree. And because they ate from the tree, they attained true gnosis or knowledge true. and were true. set free. So, Steve, let me stop there and just say that's the core uh tenets i would say of gnosticism and um you know there's a lot of other depths and variations to it but the point is um i believe that we are living in a world where the gnostics may not be called the gnostics they might just simply be the uh they masonic and luciferian orders and these initiates into these things are the modern Gnostics, and they so, believe. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So you were saying that those that are that are Masons, especially at the highest level, I'm guessing Luciferians, this is just a current version of what Paul was describing as Gnostics, especially those with so-called knowledge. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And and see, they believe. So this is interesting. We need to know their mindset. They believe that the serpent is their savior i mean this is how corrupted and twisted it is they that's why they're luciferian they believe he's the savior and that the queen of heaven uh is the mother of their god and so um 
I wanted to point something out and tie this in. I had this dream. In that dream, I'm reading the book, uh, Demonic Gospels. And um, and the I knew in the dream, the devil or the enemy, these demons that are in this dream, they did not want me to read this. And I think God's saying it's going to expose so much. And in the dream, 30 was key. Well, let me just go on and say real quick. And the Egyptians, this is Exodus 7, 5. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. Yeah. Exodus 12, 12 says, On that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn male, both men and beast. And listen to this. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. Wow. So what I want to say, I want to tie in this dream to what took place in the exodus of Israel from Egypt. Yeah. There were 10 plagues that that uh, dealt with the 10, quote unquote, gods of Egypt. And, you know, it's likely they had more, but essentially each of the plagues addressed uh, one of their major gods. And so here's what I'm saying is, what if our 30 days of prayer, every 30 days, I, you know, 2024, 30 is key. And I even believe like this, this book, Dreams to Save a Nation, 30 Days of Prophetic Revelation. What if in our 30 days of prayer, that every 30 days is turning a key and bringing judgment upon the 30 gods? Wow of the luciferian order and removing its initiates from their power what if it's putting to shame their vain and demonic gnosticism and what if god in even in this year will glorify jesus as the lord of heaven and earth like never before this is the year of the open door and we see the ancient gates opened up and the king of glory come in does this make sense what I'm saying, Steve? Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's a sobering thing because I'm, you know, I'm sitting here putting the pieces together. But yeah, and that's a very, very uh, potent thing. You're saying, what if every 30 days people continue to go through that and you're accomplishing huge things in the spirit realm, which then I get, you know, it's then it manifests. It's going to manifest in, in deliverance of a nation, probably. Well, yeah. And I, you know, I've, Here's what I just, I I can't get past. I'm like, okay, 30 is key. And then I discovered that I'm reading a book I've never heard of called Demonic Gospels. Yeah. And, and in it, it's talking about how they believe in 30 gods. And and what if our 30 days, every 30 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, what if it's God executing the written judgments against these demonic uh you know, powers and and, if, and you're saying that because at the end of each chapter there are decrees that everyone would make, so people would be in agreement across the board that has this book saying the same decrees on the same day, basically against the same God. Yep, the God of this world, not not God Himself, not our God. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's really well, interesting, and you know, it makes me excited to be honest about what what could yeah. happen this year what what could god do i mean i i wonder you know it's interesting that there were natural plagues but in these natural plagues in egypt god says those were the things that actually brought judgment to their gods hmm. and it, it basically displayed that our god is the lord over heaven and earth and so I think we're coming to that point where God is going to openly mock uh, the, the Gnostic orders because they're Luciferian, they're demonic in nature. They're not the good news. Mm -mm. In fact, they're, all they are is idolatry, and idolatry equals death. I believe yeah. God's going to say, watch me rip the veil off of this thing. We're coming into a time where idols are going to be crushed and and God's going to move on behalf. Here's the other thing is that the Exodus, it was a movement of heaven for liberation. That's the other thing is 30 
Jesus was 30 when he started his ministry. Um, you couldn't be a, a Levitical priest until you were the age of 30. And typically throughout scriptures, when you got to the number 30, it was God's way of stamping uh, when heaven wanted to come and begin to transform the earth. So, yeah, really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. And it's interesting. 10 plagues, but there's 30 gods. And so probably each, each God had was probably had subsets underneath them of, of different aspects of it. But, you know, the, the, uh, water turning to blood must have been the go the god of the water i don't know have you ever studied what they all were yeah i have but i wouldn't do it justice to to yeah go without to. the notes and all that but yeah all these things probably the god of the crops you know and blah blah yep. blah so he took them all out yep exactly yeah so you know so i think it's a i think it's going to be a really powerful year and um i think it's very significant so yeah wow um, all right. Well, I'll move on to the next one. Sure. It's on January 5. You had this one. That's pretty new. Yes. So this this is a powerful dream to me. Um, so this was, yeah, January 5th, 2024. In my dream, I saw that I was wearing a sports jersey with the number 45 on it. All right. So in the dream, I realized I was part of Team 45, and I knew it represented Donald Trump's team. Yeah. I found myself in a room somewhere, and I briefly looked around, and I saw a large and tall evergreen tree standing in the room, and a jersey identical to the one I had on was also hanging on this huge evergreen tree. Hmm. I walked over to the tree to look at this jersey. And once I arrived at the tree to see the jersey, I had a sudden revelation that this was a championship jersey. At that very moment, I knew I was standing. Now, this is interesting. In that very moment, I knew I was standing in the future. And Donald Trump was the president for the second time. Wow. Good. Yep. And so then immediately in the dream, I saw Donald Trump. So, all right. So if I can say it this way. When I got to the tree, now I knew I'm in a, in a, future place hmm. i'm in the future and i and i'm just i have full knowledge donald trump is president for a second time while i'm standing there i have an like an open vision and i see hmm. donald trump dial up on a phone the numbers two 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 twenty two um and i knew it was the prophets of two 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 donald trump was calling up the prophets of 222 well i specifically saw in this open vision that dutch sheets and lou engel were being called then i knew that several others were also being added to the list of 222 and then I prophesied, I said this out loud. I said, we are the prophets of 222 who use the key of David. Now I'm still in the vision within my dream. I saw that the 222 prophets were now the main prophets for Donald Trump in his second term and for America's future. Interesting. The vision in the dream stopped, and I was back in the room with the tall evergreen tree. And still looking at the evergreen tree, I saw that 45, that number 45 jersey hanging on it. As I looked at the jersey even closer, I realized there was a patch. There was like a patch near the shoulder that indicated it was a championship team jersey.
help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. However, when I looked at the patch, it read, it had the number, it said this, it says two. So the number two will see that Jesus is Christ. I immediately thought to myself in the dream. So I'm, I'm, as I'm viewing this, I have a thought. And I immediately thought to myself in the dream that the world will witness two terms of President Trump. And it will open their eyes that Jesus is the Christ. Wow. Dream this in. Wow, all in the dream. By the, now, you haven't yet defined 222, right? Right. You just said the numbers. Okay. Right. Yeah. So let me just uh, say this, that um, Isaiah, well, before I get there, well, no, let me say that. Isaiah 2222. 22. Mm -hmm. So that's 222s. So 222 is, if you want to look at it, it's just 222. 22s. So Isaiah 20, oh, yeah. 22, 22, which is a very significant passage of scripture that says, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. What he shuts, no one can open. So um, I'll say this, that um, si the significance of 222 for me personally is that uh, Lou Engel for maybe 10 years, maybe 10, 11 years, I can't remember how many years now, has done yearly conferences called 222. Oh, yes. Hmm. Based on Isaiah 22:22, And what he, his whole um, focus on it is how, how we as, God's people, especially as prophetic intercessors, can stretch forth a scepter, Psalm 110, how we can begin to rule in the midst of our enemies, how we can operate in authority, operating in the government, which the Bible says the government's on his shoulders and the key of David and the key of David unlocks. It opens and it shuts. And so Though that was kind of the context, and it's interesting, but let, let me go to the next dream. It's number okay. four. Okay. This will tie right into it. And I had this dream on 2-22, so February 22nd of 2017. And guess where I was? I was in, um, or was that 2018? No, let's see. Yeah, 2017. This is 2017 here on the notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 2017. I was actually in Colorado Springs at that time uh, for the conference called 222. Mm -hmm. So in this dream, again, on February 22nd, 2017, I walked into the kitchen at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And guess who was there? Donald Trump was there sitting in the kitchen reading the Bible. I looked down at what he was reading, and the pages were opened up to Isaiah 45. Trump looked at me. By the way, this uh, dream, I, I believe, is in uh, the book, Dreams to Save a Nation. Okay. Trump looked at me and then said this, uh, this, he was kind of referring to himself, this is that. And so instantly when he said it, I knew by revelation he was referring to himself as Cyrus. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> and this is, in fact, the the passage in Isaiah 45 that people refer to when they say Trump is a modern-day Cyrus. They are referring to this chapter. Yes. They, meaning anyone who is, who's, who's ever prophesied that, that, that he is our Cy a modern-day Cyrus. It comes from this. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And in the dream, he's saying, this is that. He's basically saying, I'm that. And he's kind of announcing he realizes that now. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like a revelatory thing uh -huh. that he was reading the scriptures and saw himself in the scroll. 
it's like, whoa, this is that. <laughs> wow. And wow. as the dream continued, so again, this this same one in 2017, as the dream continued, I was still in conversation with Trump. I began to speak over him that his presidency is a fulfillment of many prophecies. He agreed with me and told me that before he became president of the United States, that he was a police officer. <laughs> this, is what he, this is what he's telling me in the dream. He said, just as I had the authority to enforce law and order, I have come into this office with the authority to bring law and order. No. He then began to show me places in the Old, Old Testament, even in Isaiah 45, where the law brought order to society and to nations. He said in the dream, he said he was going to restore the law of God in the land. Wow. wow. So still in this dream, I began to share with President Trump many prophetic dreams I'd received over the years about the United States, about God's covenant with us and why Trump's presidency had been appointed by God for such a time as this. Trump was very interested in these prophetic dreams. By the way, uh, Steve, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but several years ago, this is uh, probably 2019, I actually got a phone call from someone who worked in the White House. And uh, he he had told me, he couldn't tell me what his exact position was, but he said, I, I have personal contact with Donald Trump every day. And he said, I wanted to let you know that Trump has been reading your dreams on his desk. This is a real, this is not a dream you're talking about. This is, this, this is, is real life. Whoa. And Amazing. he said, he's very encouraged by them. Um, keep, keep putting them out there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Andrew, thanks for sharing that. That's really encouraging to know that that's happening. Well, I was blown away. I was like, well, you know, cause honestly my, at that point, I think the only place I was really sharing these dreams was just Facebook. Yeah. But I think what had happened was someone that I know sent them to this man in the office who who was sharing them with Donald Trump. Wow. So amazing. It was so, so amazing. It. So good. Um, so uh where was I at here? Okay, so he was very in this dream, he was very interested in in the dreams. I looked at him and I said, So again, this is prior to the one I just had this year. I said uh, from this dream in 2017, I said, this must be shared with the 222 conference. He looked at me and said, I'm very thankful for all of you at, two at 222. You are some of the main prophets for me. Wow. wow. I encouraged Donald Trump in the dream to come and join us. And I said this, because we have the key of David, Isaiah 22, 22. And then I said in the dream, and our agreement together would impact the world. He agreed to join, and the dream ended. Okay. So I find this 22, this 222 uh, theme or concept. Now, do I believe that those who, um, you know, Lou Engel, Dutch Sheets, by the way, Dutch and Lou were both at this conference in 2017. And I actually shared this dream from the stage because I told Lou I had it on the, and he said, get up here and share this. So I shared it. And um, do I believe that, that uh, Lou and Dutch and, and maybe some of these 222 people could be the main prophets? Yeah, I do. But I think even maybe more significant is what, is actually represented is that they are the ones which i think is an invitation for all of us to be this to be the ones who are operating in the key of david that uh we are those who are using um authority and and we're walking in the government of god and um and so let me in fact let me back up real quick um Okay, so Isaiah 22, 22, it says, I will place upon him the, uh, sorry, where'd he go? 
Oh, I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. What he shuts, no one can be open. Here's what I feel. Part of what the number 22 means, a lot of times in scripture, it has to do with two things. It has to do with um, revelation, Mm -hmm. like getting revelation and authority. And that's what I believe part of the key of David has to do with. It has to do with those who use revelation. It's it's a key from God that unlocks authority. It actually, um, it's why you can open doors. With If you don't have the right key, you can't open the right door. If you don't have the right key, you can't lock the right door. And that's part of what God is saying. And, and again, if you go into the New Testament, when Jesus is uh, talking with Peter and he and he's telling him in Matthew 16, upon this rock, I'll build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I've given them the, the keys of the kingdom and what they bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What they uh, loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. In other words, God is saying the key of David is is what Jesus has on his shoulders. and when we function in prophetic revelation, we're in a, in essence turning the key of David. That's good. We're yeah. Opening, we're binding, we're loosing, we're locking. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, it's the key. The revelation is the key. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if you were to even say to someone, "Well, here's a key," and you prophesy to to something to them, you would have inadvertently declared something that you weren't even necessarily meaning to. It was a key. It it, it did unlock something. Absolutely. Yeah. Or which, or lock something, you know. Which again, let me go back and just say this. The dream that I had with the Trump uh or with the 45 jersey on the evergreen tree. Yeah. It's amazing. It it, it simply made me think or it just brought to mind the appeal to heaven. Yeah, uh that, which you know flag, that flag you're referring to the flag called appeal to heaven yep. which was yeah yeah which dutch sheets really kind of brought that message forth right and i actually believe god's saying i'm i'm answering the appeals the appeals that have been made by my people i'm responding and look there's a championship team hanging on this tree i am uh the the god uh the everlasting God. And so I feel like God is saying that our prayers, our prophetic intercessions, they're significant. The other thing about 222 real quick is that being the key of David, I believe God wants us to understand, turn the key in prayer of revelation. It doesn't matter if what you're seeing in the natural, uh, you know, doesn't make sense. Look for the revelation I'm giving. What are the prophets saying? What are the things that my spirit is speaking to? And turn those keys because this is how we call things that are not as though they are. This is how we begin to see what God has intended to do really break forth. Good. Good, Good. So anyway, I think the invitation for everyone here is to be a part of the 222 prophets. In other words, let's get revelation. And stand in the authority of Jesus Christ and turn those keys. Let's decree what he's saying. Let's prophesy and pray what he is declaring and revealing. Uh, so right let, me, let me clarify, get, get a final clarity on the 222, because you said there's an actual uh, group that meets every year, and yep. they call it the two, 222 Conference, or what is it that they call a conference yeah. at? They and call they're, it. The, the prophetic people that go there, you would probably just say, at least loosely call them, oh, that, that kind of makes them like 222 prophets. But yep. what when you're saying to someone would say, okay, I've listened to all this, and I even like it myself, they'll say, how do, can I be a 222 prophet or prophetic voice or supporter? Clarify then, okay, here's how you can or cannot be a 222 prophet. Maybe, <laughs> can I put it in those terms? Sure. Yeah, sure. go for it. Answer it like that if you can. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not sure I'm saying that everybody's 
being invited to be a prophet, whatever. But but I right right. We're not saying that. But a prophetic person, let's just say, people most Christians can prophesy. Absolutely, most Christians are not prophets. So yeah, yeah. And and what I believe God is simply inviting us into is to say that the prophetic intercessors, though those who know their authority in Jesus Christ and and function according to the revelation that God gives, they begin to operate in authority over the nations. They can start to turn the keys yeah, of revelation that releases the victory of Jesus Christ, and it opens doors, it shuts doors, it mm -hmm. binds, and it looses. Good. And that's part of what I believe God's just saying is you don't have to come to the event in, in Colorado 222. By the way, I am going there uh, uh, the weekend of 222. It's, oh, and that's, they, is that when they always meet is on 222? Yes. It's, oh, that's interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be Lewingal and, and um, Dutch Sheets and, and uh, several others. And if is that something that's open to anyone that wants to go? And if so, where do they find that a link for that? Uh, yes, great question. Uh, I think yeah, I think you have to register, and you could probably go to Lou Engel's website. Okay, um, Lou Engel L E M. I wish I knew. I think it's Lou Engel Ministries dot com, but I could be okay. wrong. Uh, oh, oh Lou Engel. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Good. So. Good. Good. I mean, we don't know if it's full or not or anything, but, but not in sure. case there's anything open. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, I need to keep today closer to an hour because I have two shows to do. Okay. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to get in, let, though? Let me look real quick. So I'll, yeah. I'll just say say that that um, part of part of what I believe is significant is that we be those who function in authority according to Revelation. And that's where I think we just keep praying what God is, has said and what he is revealing. And we turn those keys as much as possible. And, um, you know, maybe the last thing, uh, and I think this is important too, is okay. I'll just share this number five and then we'll be done. Okay. Is that okay. okay. Sounds All good. All right. Um, December 27th, 2023, I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw the Heavenly Father walk into a prayer room. I could not quite see him, but I knew it was the Heavenly Father. I knew he was there, and he was talking. He called over to me and said, I heard his voice say, come to the Church of Acts, mm. A-T-S. And when I walked over towards him, he pointed at a, thermo a thermostat on the wall, and he turned it up to 72 degrees. Mm. Now, as I stood there, I could feel the glory rising. And in fact, I literally felt the temperature get very warm. Okay. Um, and so it's very interesting. In the dream, I uh, when I was started to get really warm, I instantly woke up and realized I am like very hot. I'm sweating. And this is in real life. I'm like, what's going on? And I thought it was extra interesting because every night, we have our thermostat set to go down to 68 degrees because we like it a little cooler when we yeah. sleep. And I was the first one up in, uh, in, in our home, and I went down to check why it was so hot. And to my surprise, the thermostat had been set to 72 degrees. Whoa. And but not by you guys, not by any of us. I asked everybody, I said, did anybody change this? Because the only way, it could have gone to 72 degrees was you would have had to have manually, cha manually changed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew this was God. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, go to the book of Acts 7, 2. And here's what it says in Acts 7, 2. And he began to speak. Men, brothers and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham, being in Mesopotamia before his dwelling in Haran. The phrase in Acts 7-2, the phrase, the God of glory appeared. It was like all, it's like when I read it, it jumped off the page. And I sensed the Lord say, I'm turning up the fire of prayer. For then the God of glory will appear. 
And I had the sense that as it was in the book of Acts, so it will be again and even greater. So that uh, that was the encounter, but it, it's got me very excited. Uh, well, it's yeah, it's interesting. By the way, um, if you can uh, just on this real quick, and then we'll pray. Uh, when you say the God of glory is, you know, because if I read that, I'm going, okay, there's the God, different things and different ways of saying it. Is the God of glory a title that he's given himself that he'll manifest as, as the God of glory sometimes? Or he might be the God of peace a lot, but yeah. is it a different manifestation of? Well, I'm not the expert on it. However, you know, the scripture calls the Lord the king of glory. And yeah. so the realm of his kingdom, it's the realm of glory. And yeah. to me, when I think of glory, I think of everything that is is in the full measure of the kingdom of heaven it, it's all of the majesty the power the beauty uh the peace the joy it's everything in its perfect uh beauty and order it's who he is and it's what he dwells in and so i believe that i believe when the god of glory comes up it's essentially saying that the realm of of where he dwells is now coming in the earth okay. and and we're going to see it displayed we're going to see it manifest and that scripture about the, the knowledge of the glory of god will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas i think we're going to see the glory turned up and and some of that glory i think i think we got to be careful with what does that all look like because sometimes we think of it only in a positive view but the glory of God was happening when Ananias and Sapphira yeah, were taken yeah. down. And I think that's part of the messaging of this hour is God saying, my glory is coming. And with it, the temperature is going to rise. The intensity, the heat, the fire is coming. And with it is going to be a great view. We're going to see what happened in the book of Acts, uh, even in a greater degree. And so yeah. that, that's what I believe we're we're coming to in these so days good. really really good uh, um, andrew you want to go ahead and pray for the people this is a lot of people are encouraged by that and then, uh, a quick reminder guys uh, if you want to get that book it's not too late at all because it's it's an evergreen book if you will uh, we're we're doing it one day a month one day a week one day one decree uh, a day is what i'm really trying to say one yeah. chapter in that book uh so it's always it's an evergreen it's always current um so get that at, at vanquishpw.com uh but go ahead and uh pray for the people encourage them in all of this so yeah absolutely yeah well heavenly father we just thank you that you are bringing us mm. to a season and a time of greater glory we declare this day even for 2024 that the glory of the latter shall be greater than the glory of the former. We Ooh. thank you, God, that yeah. you are coming as the king of glory. We even say today, even the open uh, open door year of 24, we say, open up yeah. the ancient gates. Let the yeah. king of glory come in. We That's say, right. Lord, where there has been uh, the demonic gospel, uh, the demonic gospels, this infiltration of idolatry, uh, throughout the church and in the nation. We just say even now, shake everything that can be shaken. We pray for the uh, the refiner's fire, the fuller's soap. We pray, Father, get us in order. Bring forth your glory. We pray, Lord, that you would do a move of revival and awakening like never before. Yes, Lord. And God, we pray for President Donald Trump. God, I, yes, I believe, Lord, that you're going to, you're the, the dream was that yeah. after two terms, that the world would know that Jesus is the Christ. I believe that, God, we're going to see some of the greatest salvation and harvest, even on the heels of, of what takes place in the presidential governmental realm. And so, Lord, I pray, let your will be done. We yes, pray, Lord. God, for Donald Trump, Lord. Uh, I believe you've anointed him and called him and set the scroll of Isaiah 45 over his life. We pray, God, uh, take him by your right hand. Yeah. Raise him up in such yes, a way. 
and bless him, bless America. And Lord, I pray for every single person viewing this, watching this, listening to this, that you would also grant them the grace uh, to function with the key of David, with the authority of Jesus Christ. Give us the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose. And we yeah. just thank you right now uh, for what you're going to do in our lives and in this nation this year in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Andrew, thanks so much. God bless you. Give our love to Kelly. And uh, we're going to see you. going to be together with you in March, a uh, private thing. So yes. hang out with you guys for a while. Uh, okay, quick reminder, Kat Kerr will be with us in the morning at 11 o'clock Pacific, so don't miss that. And uh, thank you, everybody. God bless you. Thanks, thanks again, Andrew. Well done today. Thank you. See you all later. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.